Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Monday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm good. Good. Should we drop the news that we're only doing two shows this week? Oh yeah, we have another vacation coming up. That's right. We're going to be gone from Wednesday. Well, Wednesday will be our last show and then we'll, we will be back the following Wednesday, which means we probably won't get a show out. Maybe one show next week on Friday. Yeah. With a week's worth of news. I know. Are you all going to be so sad? Yeah, everyone's going to be sad and our numbers are going to go down again. <laughs> We're going to be taking uh, a cruise on um, Virgin Voyages, which is a new cruise line. So we'll uh, we'll tell you guys a little bit about it. Even though it's not Disney related, it is travel related and we're excited to try something new. Yeah, we are. All right. Disney Parks blog. Um, they are celebrating Walt Disney World Day across Central Florida. This was on December 3rd. That's right. It was declared Walt Disney World Day by Orlando Mayor uh, Buddy Dyer. Um, kind of funny that they made December 3rd Walt Disney World Day. Right. I thought his birthday was When they what, could the have fifth? done it on December 5th. Okay. And had it coincide with Walt Disney's 120th birthday. Odd. But they didn't. Okay. So uh, just a way for the county to celebrate. Uh, I'm sorry. For the... Um, yeah, for the county to celebrate, uh, you know, Walt Disney World and all that they have brought there, uh, the money that they bring in, you know, they're recognizing the fact that they've uh, Disney's con- substantially contributed to public safety, schools, road, and other infrastructure in Orange County. Uh, recognizing that in 50 years, Walt Disney World has entertained more than 1.6 billion guests. That's a lot of people. That's 1.6 billion people that go to Orlando, and you know, a good percentage of those people. Uh, patronize Orlando businesses. Uh, right. So, you know, it's a it's a win-win relationship for parts of uh, Florida. So this is just a way that they recognize them, uh, you know, their partnership and their community efforts. And of course, this was, uh, this meeting took place uh, at a second, at the Second Harvest Food Bank, uh, where a number of Disney volunteers, which is part of their volunteer program, uh, were distributing food to those in need. So, um very cool stuff down in Florida. Awesome. Some Disneyland Resort cast members have been honored for 50 years of service. That's right. Uh, Disneyland has been around for 65 years, uh, and they just recognized six cast members who have worked there for more than 50 years. Wow. Uh, There's a story earlier in the year, you know, Disney World celebrating their 50th anniversary. I think they had 11 or 13 cast members who have been there since opening day. Right. Um. Disneyland obviously has been open for a little longer, but still to have six people working in one place for 50 years, that's uh, quite the accomplishment. It really is. So uh, just a a nice little way to recognize them. And uh, if you're interested, you can go check it out on the Disney Parks blog. It is under the Disney Cast Life uh, header. That's a pretty cool article, actually. It is. Um, And that's all the news in the Disney Parks blog. It was a very light week. Um, So we're going to head over to Disneyland and uh, start with their news. Okay. The Disneyland cast members are not going to go on strike because an agreement has been reached for a new contract. That's right. Uh, Disneyland cast members voted to ratify the contract, which Disney said was their last, best, and final offer. Um, This contract we mentioned last week had been ratified by Disney California Adventure cast members on November 17th, but rejected had been rejected by the Disneyland cast members um, they did have a second vote on December 3rd, and their options were to accept the contract or go on strike. Uh, so the strike was avoided. Disneyland employees will be getting uh, wage increases over the next two years, plus a one-time bonus for cast members who were hired on or before June 17th, 2011. 
Okay. So no strike, yay. That's good. Yeah. The Tomorrowland Lemonade Stand has reopened at Disneyland. That's right. This is the lemonade stand that sits outside Alien Pizza Planet in Tomorrowland. Uh, it has reopened. And uh, that's good because that's just another, uh, you know, refreshment option there now. Uh, they serve lemonade, obviously, as well as Coca-Cola products. Awesome. So. You know, we don't want to be thirsty. No. No, that would be terrible. All right. Um, some new 2022 reusable straws and a uh, new T-shirt design have been released for Disneyland. Yeah, I put the story here. It wasn't really for the T-shirt design, but it was for the 2022 reusable straw uh, Disney is now selling reusable straws. Uh, they are silicone. They come in a small 2022 carrying case. It's really tiny. It is they really fold tiny. Up. It's like silicone, so it folds into like maybe three or four sections. Yeah, and uh, you know they're not giving away plastic straws for free, but they will sell you a reusable straw for seven ninety nine. Okay. Which is you know it's not that bad a price for a it's reusable. It's the first straw. I'm seeing of the 2022 um, logos and branding. Yes. So, so that's that's the interesting part there for me. Yeah, yeah, 2022 merch is now out on shelves. Cool. The Candlelight Processional Stage has been installed at Disneyland. That's right. Uh, actually, it was installed, and the uh, Candlelight Processional took place this year on December 4th and 5th. Oh, okay. Unlike uh, Florida. It doesn't go on. Candlelight Processional is not an ongoing month-long event. This is a very short event. So the stage is up. The event happened, and that's over. So our next story is going to be probably be that they took it down. That's right. Ster <laughs> That'll be next week's story. Sterling K. Brown was this year's candlelight processional narrator. And, uh, yeah, uh, it's all over in California. Okay. All right. And then in California Adventure, uh, the big news, we had mentioned that uh, Kate Bishop and Hawkeye were going to be fighting the tracksuit mafia at Avengers Campus. But now uh, this is part of a Christmas show. Uh, so the storyline is that Clint and Kate defend the headquarters from the tracksuit mafia while waiting for the rest of the team to arrive for a Christmas party. Uh, they get to use Christmas decorations as weapons. Well, that's fun. So uh, that's fun. And then eventually the other Avengers show up and they party. <laughs> awesome. All right. That's it for California. Let's shoot over to uh, Orlando. All right. The Magic Kingdom, um, the Baby Care Center has reopened with a new Alice in Wonderland theme. That's right. The Baby Care Center uh, provides spaces with, uh, uh, provides families with spaces to care for young children. You can feed babies, nurse babies, change diapers, buy diapers if you need them. And uh, they are open from 9 a.m. until park close. Uh, the Magic Kingdom Baby Care Center is located between the Crystal Palace and Casey's Corner, right over by the restroom there. And um, it's also the central lost children section. Okay. Uh, so they've been closed for a while, but they did reopen with an Alice in Wonderland theme. Uh, we spent many, uh, I don't want to say many hours in there. No, we used to stop by from time to time. It's the nicest place, you know, to change a baby or just when they're really hot, you know, get a little refresh and... It's so quiet and cool. It's just it's just nice in there. Yeah, and we even when the kids were not babies, uh, more in the toddler stage, uh, we would go in there. Yeah, it's just a nice place for them to go to the bathroom. And it is exactly, and they do have uh, private nursing rooms, um, so uh, a nice a nice place to go. Yep. All right. All right. Um, there are some extended hours for Christmas week at the Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom. That's right. Magic Kingdom on uh, December 19th and 21st. They will open at 8 a.m. 
uh, and still close at 8 p.m. On December 20th and 22nd through 25th, the park will open at 9 a.m., but will close at 10 p.m. instead of the scheduled 9 p.m. Uh, Animal Kingdom will be open from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. December 19th through the 25th. They had previously been scheduled to be open from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. So you're getting two extra hours per day during that time at the Animal Kingdom. Okay. Very good. I could never imagine going during Christmas week. I mean, New Year's Day is not going to be great. No. <laughs> it's it's going to be pretty busy. But Chris, you know, Christmas is always kind of that bucket list. Everybody, it's like that ideal thing, like Christmas and Disney. It's not. And then you realize what the crowds and the uh, prices yeah, are like. And mobbed. you just don't want to do it. All right. Um, Disney Vacation Club members are able to register for special fireworks viewing during the very merriest after hours at the Magic Kingdom. That's right. Uh, Disney Very Merriest After Hours is a hard-ticketed event uh, on certain nights during December. And if you are there for Minnie's Wonderful Christmas Fireworks and you are a Disney Vacation Club member, you can register up to four people uh, in a special seating area. This is of no additional cost, and uh, it's just a nice little option for being a member. Very nice. All right, what else have you got for me? Um, they have a new statue that's coming to Epcot, and um, uh, can you tell us about it? That's right. Uh, today, uh, we're recording the show on December 5th, and uh, that is uh, Walt Disney's 120th birthday. So Disney has shared a behind-the-scenes look at the new statue that is coming to Epcot. Uh, this section is going to be in a new area of Epcot called Dreamer's Point uh, that will be an area just past Spaceship Earth. Um, I believe it was very close to where the Festival Pavilion was going to be. Mm. Um, and uh, it's just a nice little behind-the-scenes look at the sculpting and, and, and the process. Um, but it's just a picture of Walt kind of sitting on a bench. Uh, I, I envision it as Walt sitting on a bench uh, watching his daughters ride the carousel. Yeah. Which is where right. he came up with his Disneyland idea. Yeah. Uh, price increases have come to Chefs de France at Epcot. That's right. Chefs de France is one of the sit-down restaurants in the France Pavilion in Epcot. Um, this increase mostly affects beverages, but several food items have uh, increased as well. Um, you know, you're talking about the uh, pre-fix meal going from $59.90 to $63.95. Uh, actually, in some cases, well, in most cases, uh, you know, you're talking like a $0.50, cent, $0.25 cent increase in a lot of the food. Um the beef bourguignon went from thirty from thirty two seventy five to thirty two ninety five. So we're not looking at big increases. Uh, the big increases here um, are the wines, uh, which is seven ninety five per glass and thirteen twenty five per carafe. It used to be seven seventy five. Yeah, Even so, no, these are twenty cents. Yeah, they're not a lot. I I would say the big increase is actually in the prefix menu. Yeah, and I that's mean, four dollars. You know, and that's that's substantial. It is. I mean, a family of four that's an extra twelve bucks plus tips. So. Yeah. And, I mean, you're already spending a fortune. That's a lot per person. Yeah. And, you know, with restaurants, we're seeing this everywhere. It's not just Disney World. No. You know, even our local restaurants here, they're adding on additional charges due to COVID and supplies. And yep. So. And whatever other excuses they can come up with. Exactly. All right. Um, concrete supports have been installed at Moana Journey of Water at Epcot. That's right. This new area is going to be a walkthrough attraction that will be inspired by Moana, and it will be part of the World Nature Neighborhood, which also includes the land and the living seas with Nemo and friends, as well as the Imagination Pavilion. Uh, we knew that they were excavating the area, 
And uh, they have now set up an area with uh, a concrete base. So who knows what is going to go in there? We still don't know what this attraction is going to look like. Right. There have been some rough sketches. Uh, I think that if they don't have Moana, uh, you know, this is a walkthrough attraction. I think it'd be a perfect area to do a Moana meet and greet. Yeah, which is kind of like they used to do the um, – they used to have the cove area for um, the Little Mermaid. Mm -hmm. You'd go, like, wait in the line to meet her. Right. And that was her right. own special area. It would yeah. be nice if it's something like that. Yep. It's supposed to be a child-friendly attraction with several water features. Uh, it had been initially expected to open this year before the 50th anniversary, but it is now – uh, probably going to open at some point in 2022. Okay. Um, columns are once again being painted black at Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Yeah, the, you know, if you're a paint salesman... <laughs> you're doing great. You're doing great at uh, the uh, Xandar Pavilion here. Or you're not, because it's one of those things where it's like, we chose this color. Mm, we don't really like it. Can we send this one back and get something different? Mm, we don't really like it. Let's try something else. Yeah, they're having some trouble. Um, the columns were originally painted orange during the initial phase of construction. Uh, we've gone back and forth over the past couple of weeks talking about how they're having issues with uh, the paint and how it's covering sections. Well, now they've decided that uh, the splotchy orange paint uh, should just be made black. Okay, well, that might be a good solution. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's where we are. It's now going to be... Um, a blue building with black pillars as opposed to a blue building with orange pillars. Mm, yeah, I don't really care either Unless, way. Who knows? You know what? Maybe this black is some type of primer. Yeah, primer for the orange. Yeah. All right. And that's that's all of the park news, so we're going to head over to Disney Springs. Yeah, at Disney Springs, they have some holiday donuts at Everglazed. That's right. They have a strawberry-filled gingerbread man, a Christmas wreath donut, uh, as well as more. Uh, you can get, uh, it's a little more pricey than your local donut shop. Oh, yeah. Uh, six donuts, uh, holiday donuts, are going to cost you $28. Um, they have six holiday donuts, one with strawberry jelly, one with chocolate icing and sprinkles, a vanilla buttercream and sprinkles, and three with vanilla buttercream and, and sugar decorations. Um, they're nice. They're nothing fancy except for this gingerbread man donut. I, I don't think that anything, uh, there's anything too spectacular no, about them. No, they're pretty basic donuts. For $28, I would expect uh, a lot more. And the gingerbread don't, the gingerbread man donut, uh, you would think it was shaped like a gingerbread No, man, it's just a donut with a But it's just got a small gingerbread man on it. Yeah, it's like a little candy gingerbread man on the top. Yeah, their standard donuts are going to run you anywhere between uh, 5 to $6. I mean, they're huge. They, they, and they probably should be shared. Yeah. But nevertheless. But they're, I mean, they were good donuts. They were good donuts. Who do you think's got the better donut shop? Uh, Disney Springs or Voodoo Donuts Voodoo over Donuts Universal is City definitely Wall. better. You like it better. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's shoot over into the resort news now. Uh, a new gingerbread baby giraffe is on display at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. That's right. Because gingerbread houses and gingerbread carousels aren't good enough. So now we're making gingerbread animals. And uh, it really fits with the theme at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Um, it's really just uh, a baby giraffe made of gingerbread and frosting. It's very impressive. It, it does. It looks very cool. Um, so the gingerbread giraffe is uh, set up in the lobby there and will be on display through January 1st. We can go see it. Maybe we'll rip a piece off of it. I don't think And then would. get a lifetime banner. I don't think they would like that. No. Amare at the Walt Disney World Swan Reserve is now available on My Disney Experience. I assume that Amare is a restaurant. 
Amari is a restaurant in the new Walt Disney World Swan Reserve, which is the new part of the Swan and Dolphin Reserve. It's the building uh, right next to uh, the mini golf. Yep. Uh, and they are now available to book via the app. But the rest the hotel's not open yet. Uh, it's very close to opening. Okay. Um, the Cozy Cone Pool and Flippin' Fins Pool at Art of Animation Resort are closing for refurbishment in early 2022. That's right. Flippin' Fins Pool will close in early January and open in late February. And the Cozy Cone Pool will close in late February and open in mid-April. Nothing big. Uh, just some regular refurbishment. The big, bo- the big blue pool, which just underwent a major refurbishment, will remain open during those times. So the big blue pool is the main pool. Uh, Flippin' Fins is the pool in the Little Mermaid section, and the Cozy Cone is in the Cars section. I love the Cozy Cone one. Um, the nice thing is, is those are, I don't want to say they're quiet pools. That's what you call them, yeah. But uh, they're not the main. Um, not the main event. The main draw. Yeah. Yeah. And now everybody's going to have to go to that one pool. Yep. Um, Disney has deleted the preview video of Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser following public criticism. Yeah, they uh, released a preview of Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser during the Wonderful World of Disney Magical Holiday Celebration show uh, on November 28th. Uh, But that video has been taken down off of the Disney Parks YouTube site um, due to uh, just criticism. Uh, we looked at it and there were 2000 likes on the video and 3000 dislikes. And you don't generally see that on Disney stuff. No. And, and, you know, Twitter replies and, uh, just a lot of, uh, I don't want to say vitriol because it wasn't really, you know, it was nothing mean spirited, but people are just not jiving with the new Galactic Star Cruiser, uh, stuff. Yeah, I didn't see it. Um, but. Yeah, it seems like maybe it was pretty cheesy for something that's going to be quite the expected to be quite the costly experience, right? High end, and you would you would think um, well done experience. Yeah, Um, and they're not advertising it very well. Now it's very possible that it was uh, you know this this was one of the Imagineers as well as Sean Giambroni from the Goldbergs, Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, maybe they just thought it was a little too cheesy. Uh, There was a scene from the dinner show uh, Mm -hmm. that they have there. Um, but you can be rest assured that we will probably get another preview during the Christmas uh, parade on December 25th. Well, let's hope they put together something a little and, better and, than the and, first one. Yeah, and hope it's better. The final block of Disney's Wish cruise ship um, have been has been placed. That's right, over at the Meyerwerft shipyard in Peppenburg, Germany. Uh, the final block, which includes some premium dining uh, and the adult pool area, was lifted and mounted to the aft of the ship. Uh, from a construction standpoint, that is the last large block to go in. So all that's left to do now before the ship uh, comes across the Atlantic is uh, the interior outfitting, uh, installing the prefabricated cabins, uh, system insulation, and uh, commissioning. Yeah, pretty much. They made a shell, and now they have to fill it in. And that's the beauty of modular shipbuilding. Cool. Yeah. All right. Um, can you tell us a little how Disney's Encanto is doing in the box office? I can. Encanto uh, finished number one on the domestic box office charts for a second week in a row. It made $12.38 million from just under 4,000 movie theaters in the U.S. and Canada. Now, that is a 54% drop from its first week uh, and gives them a total of $57.6 million in the U.S. during that period. Now, 
you think that's a big drop-off. But if you look at Disney's other Thanksgiving releases, in 2016, Moana was down 50% its second week. Mm -hmm. Coco was only down 45% during 2017. 2018, Ralph Breaks the Internet was down 54%. And 2019's Frozen 2, the box office dropped 59% during the second week. So comparatively, it's still performing very well. Um, Now, normally most movies are on a 45 to 60 day schedule before they're released onto streaming services. And Canto is going to be released as Disney's Christmas present to their Disney plus subscribers on Christmas Eve. Nice. So they're only getting a 30 day window. Um, Top five in the box office this week was Encanto, Ghostbusters Afterlife, House of Gucci, Christmas with the Chosen, the Messengers, and uh, Marvel's uh, Eternals. Okay. So the Eternals still performing well. They're at $154 million in five weeks in theaters. And, uh, you know, it's a little less than, than what most Marvel movies have done. It's definitely much less than Shang-Chi. But, uh, you know, still in this post-COVID world, uh, box office numbers are, are almost irrelevant. Right. Okay. Um, you can meet the Grinch at Universal Studios Hollywood. That's right. We know that uh, we have a whole Seuss Landing section at Islands of Adventure, um, but Universal Studios Hollywood, which is the original park and the, the second park there, um, you can in which you can see the Grinch. So he is in the plaza on the park's upper lot, and uh, you can meet him in his Santa suit. And even though the uh, meet and greet is not distanced, Uh, He is wearing a red Santa, a red mask that matches his Santa suit. Okay. So a nice photo opportunity there. And, uh, you know, nothing better than the Grinch. Well, I don't know if I agree with that, but okay. Okay. Uh, Universal Studios Florida is hosting a Sing 2 preview. That's right. Sing 2 opens on December 22nd. And uh, if you are in Universal Studios, you can go to the Universal Music Plaza stage and ask a team member there to escort you backstage for the preview. Uh, Now, the preview is very small. It's in a theater that only holds 27 seats. Mm -hmm. um, And they are playing a trailer as well as a short clip from the movie. Um, And this uh, will take place from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. daily for the next couple of weeks. I don't know, you have to ask somebody to take you back there? Yeah. How many people are really doing that? Uh, and no more than 27. All right. Well, that's true. Um, Kennedy Space Center has a new gateway attraction that looks at space travel. That's right. They are opening up a new 55,000 square foot facility to complement their visitor complex. And uh, this is a new section that is opening on March 21st. It's going to have space simulations and relics, but it will be able to deal with a flexible uh display plan so you know they can bring stuff in and out very easily because they have a new i believe it's like an air cushioned floor um that allows them to slide displays in easier and more effectively uh right now they're going to start off they have a falcon 9 booster that is supported from the ceilings it's actually the booster that uh, brought a tesla roadster to space um, so that is there uh, it's also going to house a uh orion crew vehicle a Lockheed Martin moon habitat concept, a Boeing Starliner crew vehicle. Um, And uh, like I said, these displays are going to be able to rotate and be more flexible because of this new floor design that makes moving things around more simple. Um, They're also going to have a 4D uh, flying theater that is two stories tall, and that's going to bring guests on their choice of four different space journeys, um, uh, one of which is a destination uh, to Mars. It's called a, uh, they're not calling it a ride, they're calling it a docu-ride. 
so they're saying that it is both a ride, uh, but an immersive experience that is very unique. And then on the roof of the building, uh, they're going to uh, use that for launch and landing viewings um, at the Space Center. So always nice for them to have additional uh, areas to watch launches and landings. And as I mentioned, that's going to open uh, in March, I think the 21st. Is that what I said? Yeah. Yeah, March 21st. So uh, that's it for the news. And we'll be back on Wednesday before we head out on vacation. So until then, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.